First, I want to start with the season you're having. Uh, the program last year, we were ranting and raving and they were having a really big season. And here we are this year. And again, you have five or six guys that are ranging into that first round range. One of them is an entire line that you play on. Um, and then obviously Oliver Moore is sometimes up and down. So how does you how does it feel playing on a star-studded roster this year? Uh, and how has that helped you develop? Yeah, I mean, like you said, last year we that that group got a lot of media and attention. Um, and I think honestly, people kind of counted our group out. Um as mm. a 17 year, it can be it can be tougher um, to win some games against older guys. So um I think that kind of lit a fire under a bunch of guys in the team and we, we all saw what people were saying about us. So um like you said, we've had a we've had a great start to the year and um almost first half. So I think um like you said, being a part of a, a group with a bunch of great players is is awesome too. Yeah. And you know, I noticed also last year, like that's where you first kind of caught my eyes is you also played some games in the U18, right? So yep. You had, if I'm not mistaken, it was you and Ryan Leonard. If I, am, am I correct? And then Gavin Brindley was also there, but he's a, he's in he's in Michigan right now. Yeah. Um, so already you you already had that that experience, and now you take it with you now as being a leader on on, on the on the on the program's top team. How how has that experience helped you kind of transition your game to another level this year? Yeah, I mean, like being around those those top guys like uh, Cooley and. And Cutter, it was, it, was, it was nice again to see what see what they were like. And, um, I mean, they accepted us into that team and um, treated us like we were in 04. So um, I think being around the U18 Worlds, was it, it was a really good experience too, um, especially going in this year because we don't, we don't plan on losing. Oh, yeah. There you go. And that's exactly where I was going at is I don't think you guys are planning on losing this year. I think you guys are planning on going all the way. And obviously, yeah. you know, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about as well because – your line mates are obviously also doing really well. And, and then, uh, you know, there are other players on the team that are pushing the tempo as well. So from what I understand, you have been playing against or with Ryan Leonard for a very long time. You guys played in that, that youth system together. Um, how has he kind of helped your game in, in your play? And then I'd also like to take the question to Gabe Perot when you have a chance. Yeah, I mean, like growing up, I knew Lenny um, from summer tournaments. He kind of lives out more in the, in the Springfield area, so it's a little farther away from me. But um, we would be – we went to the Brick Invitational together, and then we would play in probably three tournaments in the summer, um, every summer. So we were together that whole time up until the program, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think together we kind of work off each other. Work off each other. He's, he's like he's like a, an ox out there. He, he, he gets space for us. He lets us – do our thing out there and um, he, he can really fire the puck and finish it. So if we, we get it to him, we'll bury it. Um, and I think, like you said, Gabe, we, uh, we like to say we have the same brain and hockey IQ because we, we think we're always finding each other and places other guys might not find each other. And so I think Gabe and I, like I said, we think, we think the same. We um, we're both really competitive. We love playing together and find each other in those nice little pretty backdoor plays. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the things I started noticing when I started watching tape of the games is the the little set plays that always wind up being just like odd tap-ins for you, either one or the other. Um, so chemistry is obviously a huge a huge aspect of that. And so, you know, as as this team has kind of been growing together, now we bring it to playing against tougher competition. You spoke 
about playing against guys a year older than you last year. Well, you're going around right now playing NCAA teams as well, right? And so you you played against Boston University, which is probably going to be your hated rival next year. Uh, played against Michigan as well. Two points in each of those games. So clearly playing against NCAA talent doesn't intimidate you. In fact, you take your game up a notch. And so what is in that challenge for you that you like that brings out the best in your game? Yeah, I mean, going into a, a building like North Dakota or BU or one of those big time schools is it's not too hard to get up for a game like that. But um, I think honestly, people, when people say, see us playing those type of schools, they kind of, they kind of look in and see, Oh, what's, what's going to happen now that they're playing the big boys. But um, I think just being ready for the game and not being scared of anyone. It's just, we treat it just like we're going into a USHL game or international game. We're not going to, we're not going to fear, fear anyone. We're not, we're going to expect everyone, but um going in there and just kind of seeing it as an opportunity for, for our group. Yeah. And, you know, another guy that kind of went through the same process last year and I asked him the same question was Cutter. In, in fact, Cutter Gotze, um, as he was going uh, to BC. And one of the questions I asked him at the time, people weren't sure if he was going to play center or wing. And I asked the, Logan Cooley the same question. And I'm going to ask you the same question. If you had a preference would it be to play center or do you not mind shifting to the wing? Uh, I don't mind, but I, I do see myself as a center. And is it because of the the style, the, the amount of puck touches? Is it just the, because that's the best way to utilize your vision? Walk me through the, walk me through the reasoning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a little bit of everything there that you just yeah. uh, pointed on. I mean, I, I like having the puck on my stick. I like being able yeah. to see everyone in front of me. Um, and I mean, I've really been trying to hone in on face-offs and, you know, bear down on those. And, um, cause it's a huge part of the game when you think about it. Oh yeah. And, um, so, I mean, I like, I like the style of play that the center brings. Yeah. I mean, I remember having this conversation with Jack Hughes and, you know, he's kind of been working on his face-offs as well, slowly getting better because the rest of the game is elite, but yeah. for him to truly be that center, like you, you gotta be over that 50% bridge. Right. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to ask, um, you know, there was some confusion, I guess, with the, within the, the, the community in terms of what happened at the World Junior Championship camp. So w- were you sick or injured right before that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't talk about it. I don't get into it too much, but uh, I was I got sick at the beginning of camp and kind of happened at the wrong time, which is tough for me. But um, it is what it is. And it is uh, what it is. It's fine. I just wanted to make I did. I mean, yeah. I'd, I don't think there's any doubt of that happening next year for sure. But I just wanted to, I just, cause I had heard it, but I just wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of situations where players miss out at 17 and then come in at 18 and just blow the roof yeah. off the joint. So I, I wouldn't sweat it at all. Um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you is in terms of, you know, I asked this last year and I got colorful answers, but if you had to pick a, handful of players or if not just one player that you compare your game to or you you look to to help evolve your game is there one specifically in the NHL that you can point out I would say probably from if I was going to point out one because I'm watching him so much is my hometown Bruins uh Pasternak because I um yeah I've seen him I've seen him for so long now I think we have a lot of the same tendencies where I kind of try to watch his game see what he's doing um on the offensive side because he's he's so smart he obviously gets to play with Bergeron and 
and Marshan. So he's always setting up Marshan and Marshan setting up him. And um, so I, re I really like watching him and how uh, special a talent that he is. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, we get a front row seat in Montreal. We get to see him pretty often. So, yeah, no, I'd have to say and the way that he sees the game, I think, is what makes him truly elite. And I, I, that's a characteristic I've noticed of your uh, in your game is that, you know, you, you're very good at coming into the puck, uh, into the zone, sorry, with the puck in possession. But then you'll turn on a dime to give yourself a better view of the play and then execute, which is usually where you find Gabe coming and streaking. Right. Um, so I guess. More playmaker, more more scorer. A lot of a lot of people when they watch you, they see more of a playmaker. Do you want to turn the narrative around and make it more of a dual threat scenario, or do you thrive with the playmaker label? I think I am a dual threat, um, but a lot of people see me as a playmaker because um, I do love making those plays and setting guys up for an easy tap in. So, um, I mean, I, I I see myself as a dual threat. Yeah, no, I, like I've seen your, I've seen your shots. I, that's definitely a dual threat. It's in terms of the, the more of the direct tendencies, but again, when you have guys that can finish like you do on your line, you're more apt to pass the puck anyway. So I get it for sure. And then last thing I wanted to kind of bring us to, and, and this is something that was brought to our attention is uh, your past relationship with Kent Hughes, who used to be your coach uh, with the junior Eagles. So I was looking through like past programs of the U, U14s, U15s, I, I think as well. Um, so how long was he your coach and, and what was that relationship like? Yeah, it was uh, about two or three years, I think. Um, and I knew Kent before from the, because uh, he was in the agency world. Um, so now he's, now he's with the uh, Canadians. He's, he's out of that, but I knew him from there. Um, and I knew his kids too, because they, we all went to the same high school, um, St. Sebastian. So we knew, we knew that he was family and then he, um, became our coach. And from there on on, it was great. I mean, cause he was such a great hockey mind. Like see him now he's, he's the GM coming from coaching our team. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, we, didn't, we have a great relationship. Yeah. It was, uh, one of the things he said when he uh, joined the Montreal Canadians is how well he knew the O5 group and, the first thing that came to my mind was you and Ryan Leonard right away because the Massachusetts guys that he spent a lot of time watching, playing against and whatnot. Um, I guess my, my, my last question in regards to, to Kent or, or, or just that kind of relationship as an eight, you have a player agent as your coach. Um, probably uh, at that point, you know, Bergeron hit his stride, probably one of the top centers in the league. How do you how do you kind of approach that as a as a young kid, knowing that that guy's your coach? I think I think it was more kind of a cool experience for me because, um, like you said, Bergeron was the top guy in the league when coming to center position. So um, I think having him around was kind of was was it was really nice. And I mean, just having his phone number to be able to text him or give him a call for advice or if, if you see something in your game that he he wants to talk about so I think um just having him as a resource was uh was was really nice and I I assume that that resource is kind of diminished now that he's a general manager or do you still have points of contact from time to time we, we we've kept in touch we, we, he hasn't he hasn't gone ghost mode but um yeah we we're still we're still friends
Awesome. And then uh, I guess just to cap it off, um, you know, we kind of spoke about this to a little degree, but uh, if you had to set yourself goals between now and the end of the season, uh, what would be your biggest goal in mind right now? Gold medal. That's, that's, that's the big one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, gold medal. That's it. And I mean, you, you witnessed that game firsthand, you know, last year, last spring. And so like that, bringing that extra motivation this year, you know, what can you do to change the U S the, the, the program's fate in that tournament? I think personally, I mean, just um, like I, I was, I got pretty lucky to be around that group and um, getting, seeing that out in the locker room when um, after that type of loss, um, I mean, we're together for two years. We're all, we're all brothers. So, um, and just to have it end like that. So I think all of us, all of us know that it's, it's coming to an end. So we're really bearing down and getting ready to, you know, uh, we don't want to end this in a, in a bad way. We want to end this with a, with uh, that gold coming back with us. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then right after that, you have the combines and then the draft in Nashville. So things are going to get hot and heavy. So on my end, I'm just going to wish you the best of luck. Those are my favorite kinds of tournaments. And obviously the, the program is always bringing their A game to those things. So it's going to be fun to watch you. And uh, I will say this, uh, after the way that things ended last year, I'm especially, uh, you have a fan in me. I especially hope that the, 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 that the U.S. wins this time around. Thank you very much.